the farmer to the florist, from the baker to the bookkeeper, and everyone in between. Welcome to Your Country Business. Welcome to episode one of Your Country Business, the show that is all about sharing the stories and experiences of business owners and community leaders out in the bush. I'm your host, Shane Sellers, fellow country business owner. On today's show, we are talking to the owner of Bessie's Ice Cream Bus, Amber Davis, who runs Bessie's Ice Cream Bus out of Aroma in Southwest Queensland. Your country business is only possible because of Clear Logic Solutions. So as a fellow country business owner, Clear Logic Solutions is my business and we help businesses improve their business systems to manage risk. So if you need assistance with strategic planning, business planning, or just improving how you do business, check us out at clearlogicsolutions.com.au. As this is the first episode of Your Country Business, we'd really appreciate it if you could get onto Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and help share the page, help promote us, and get the story out of business owners out in the bush. Tag a friend, share the, uh, the podcast, the video, uh, say good day, send us a message if you want to get in touch, but we just want to promote it in order to help get the voice of business owners in the bush out and about into the community and broader Australia. So follow us there, but that's enough from me. Look, let's jump into the interview uh, for episode one of the podcast. Here we go. Thanks for joining us on episode one of Your Country Business. And today I have the owner and founder of Bessie's Ice Cream Bus, uh, the ice cream on the move. Uh, Bessie's Ice Cream Bus offers sundaes, ice cream, and and a whole range of other yummy, um, very healthy treats for us. Uh, with Amber Davis, the owner of Bessie's Ice Cream Bus, uh, originally from Redcliffe, but moved out to Charleville at age four and now Roma resident. So thanks very much for coming on the show, Amber. Hey, thanks for having me. So Amber, tell us a little bit about uh, Bessie's Ice Cream Bus. Look, you know, we, we like to get into the origin story and find out how businesses were initially, you know, kicked off. What was the spark that led to uh, the creation of, of this wonderful idea? Yeah, no, well, we were at... Um We've had two young kids and we were both working full time at the at that stage and we just weren't getting ahead. Like, you know, wages had come in, they'd go just as quick and we're having a talk around, we needed a little bit of a side hustle. So we were kicking around a few ideas, went to the coast and the kids actually flagged down an ice cream van, Mr Whippy, and I thought, what a good idea. Like, I think there is definitely a market in it. So Scrubber and I, my husband, kicked around the idea for a while um, and we, yeah, just thought that, you know, this could work. We were looking for a few things. One, it had to be kid-friendly so that because we don't have anyone else in town, um, so we'd have to do it with the kids or one one person go and the other person have the kids. Um, the second thing is that we didn't really want to get in, like, full-blown food truck, like go and spend 100K on a truck or anything like that. So so we were really looking for something just entry-level, um, and we found one over in Perth, but then we thought we've got to fly over there and get, you know, have a look. And we don't really know what we're doing here. We've never poured an ice cream in our lives. 
I think on Scrubber's first street run, he mentioned to a girl that works with me, but he didn't know it at the time. He said, I don't really know what I'm doing. The only thing I've ever served is beer out of an esky. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good, it was a steep learning curve. Um, but yeah, no, we, we just thought we'd just got to give it a crack. Um, have you ever read The Barefoot Investor? Scott I Craig. have, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he talks about putting all your money in buckets and, you know, budgeting and, you know, just saving for stuff that you want. We didn't really take his advice. <laughs> we just went all in. We just thought, you know, if we're going to give it a go, we're going to give it a red hot crack. And yeah, it's been really good. We're clocking up 18 months now that we've been in business and um, it's good to look back and yeah, a lot of learning. Yeah. So fr- from the moment of you know, Mr. Whippy, um, when you're away with the kids and you, you know, you get that moment of, uh, you know, I think you said that we can do this. Mm. Uh, what what was the next step from that? Like, how, how did you get from uh, this should be a good idea to you know yeah. pouring ice cream yep. um, out of a bus? Googled it. I Googled a business plan, um, came up on the Australian Business Services website, downloaded a plan. It really basically talked you through it. I've never done a profit and loss. I've never done any pricing, bookkeeping. So I suppose it was a really good thing because you needed that to go to the banks, to your projects and projections and that. And, you know, I thought we'd sell 100 ice creams a day. That would be what we needed to break even. And I remember saying to Scrubber in the Kitchen, do you really think we can sell 100 ice creams in a day? That is a lot of ice creams. Um, and now, yeah, we sell 200 to 300 in a run. Um, but it wasn't always like that. We've, yeah. yeah, we've kind of built it to built the bait customer base up. And with social media, um, yeah, it's just really good for getting the word out there. So we're looking we're looking at um, a bus in WA. To freight it back would be five grand. And we're thinking, you know, you add that to the already purchase price and then your, your money to get into business. Like you're Pro- Probably a bit far to go for a drive. And, and would you think oh. Scrubber might finish off all the ice cream on the drive back from Perth? I was thinking we could blog it. <laughs> <laughs> one one way. Across Cal, um, across what is it? The uh, Great Ocean Road. Yeah, yep. down that way. Um, but no, so, and I mentioned it to a girl at work and she goes, I know where there's an ice cream bus for sale. And I said, oh yeah, where? And they said, Brigalow. So two hours away. It was it was just like a sign. So we went down and we saw it working and we thought, yeah, we could do this. And we spoke to the old owners and they were getting out because they were just at an age where they didn't want to do it anymore. And they gave it a, a full handover, um, their number and all the products. And yeah, so we went down and picked that picked it up and brought it home. Then two days later, I did a business marketing course through BEP. Um, and it was all about telling your story, story marketing, and um, yeah, kicked off from there. I did a, I booked a private session with him, all free of charge, and we basically sat down and did a marketing plan for the first year. Um, got a logo sorted by Plash Creative, and yeah, just opened it up and got going. So for, from. Um from you know you've, you've purchased the bus, which is interesting to find a find an ice cream bus uh, bus sorry out in the bush, mm-hmm. um, to go from from having that. And like you said, you've got the marketing, you've got the business plan, and that. So what were you know um, what was some of the challenges when you first get going? You know, from the point of getting the bus to having the first few customers, and that. There's always a lot of struggles when kicking off a business. Mm. So what was that like? Finance was hard. We couldn't get a business loan because we hadn't been in business. So we did a personal loan. You know, we won't give you a personal... I will give you a personal loan for 14%, but we won't give you a business loan for six. So we ended up getting a personal loan, which the business rents back from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we did that. And then I suppose 
we went to the launch. Nothing really runs well with food. You've got to be a bit flexible with food because stuff that works in the kitchen at home doesn't work on a, in a 40-degree bus with the machines pumping out about 50 degrees of heat. Um, so on our first launch, we thought, oh, you know what, we'll just throw the gates open, we'll park the bus at home and, you know, 10 or 20 people might turn up and it'll be a good news story kind of thing and we'll be able to get our paws right. Um, a friend's father had died, so Scrubber was actually at the funeral and people were lining up outside the gate and across the road. Uh, Libby was about one or one and a bit at the time and she was asleep in the cot, so I had her monitor out on the freezer. Aubrey would have been about two or three. She was sitting on the freezer next to me and we were serving ice cream. And we solidly did that for like three hours. People just kept turning up and, um, no, it was really good, really well supported. Yeah, right. And and obviously the, the kids must must love uh, mum and dad having an ice cream bus, wouldn't yeah. they? They think it's pretty special. But uh, I suppose when you start out in business, you think, yep, you're going to make some profit, you're going to do some sales. Um, the stuff the kids have got out of the bus, like Aubrey never used to talk much to people. She thinks she's the best getting around in that bus now. She'll say hello. She wants to handle the money, like, you know. Um, so it's also been good in that respect to get her out of a shell a little bit and talking to people. I never thought she was going to talk to people. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it has been good. And they they come around for the uh, for the rides and that and, and obviously, you know, interact with the customers and that as well. Yeah, they think it's great. We're like the modern-day travelling carnies. So we, we go to Chinchilla two hours down the line with about, you know, same kind of... Pe- like market people as Roma and um, yeah we just stay we stay in a cheap motel and one of us goes out on a street run or we do an event that night and yeah we just really fit it in around our family. Yeah, and and look, fam- family and and especially with a small business, you know, it is that team environment. You know, especially with uh, with the kids and mm-hmm. and uh, husband and wife team. So, you know, have there been any um, any struggles with that or, or things that you've found that work well? Because obviously, you know, you have to be very flexible with your schedule with the kids and that. So, how have you guys managed to to work that into to running Bessie's Ice Cream Bus? Yeah, well, we we kind of plan to be in an area every four to six weeks. So, in that section of town. We started out just thinking that we'll do half half the town one day, half the town the other. Didn't work like that. We we went out and we did three streets. People were coming out to meet us like a parade. It was phenomenal. So we split this section town into five sections, and um, yep, yeah, Aubrey does come in the bus with us. Libby's not doesn't meet the height requirements at the moment because Bessie's like 1985 old school bus with no um, ports, car seat ports. So she's at home for a little while. But um, yeah, no, it's it's like having a newborn baby, having a business, starting a business when you know nothing, like you know. No, and and I have heard that uh, uh, at at least yourself and I believe your husband Scrubber have picked up a bit of a name. Um, uh, you're starting to become known. Yeah, the ice cream lady. Yeah. And he gets Mr. Whippy. <laughs> Even at Macca's this morning, there's a girl hanging out the window beside us saying, "Mom, it's the ice cream lady." So, yeah. Yeah. No. So from the challenges, I guess, um, moving on to what have, what have been some of the highlights of running a, a, a especially a small business with a, food, um, with a food business and being mobile, what have been some of the highlights of working out in the bush um, and running your business mm. out in the regional rural areas? Yeah, definitely. So um, every December or so, uh, Santos or MPC originally got us out on the pipeline. Um, pretty cool going out, you know, two hours up Acadia Valley and having a look out there and getting escorted along the pipeline. 
And um, they said to us, pull in and, you know, serve at the school, you know, probably 20 people will show up or something. I think we served solidly for two hours and the kids out there had never seen an ice cream bus before and they're like, this is better than Santa. Like, <laughs> is, is that the kids on the pipeline or? No. <laughs> From the school, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, no, we've done that for two years and um, even the adults, like the grown boys out there, they love it. Yeah. And, and we were talking about that before the show as well, like that whole nostalgic thing of, you know, you, you, yeah. you hear the, um, even with my kids now, you know, we hear you driving through the street and that and you hear that music and, you know, even not only for the kids, like mm. you mentioned, the bigger kids, yeah, it brings back that memories it of does, running down yeah. the street and trying, you know, chasing the ice cream truck and, yep. and you know, the eating ice cream is always a great thing, especially out in the hotter areas and that of, of Australia. So yeah. how, how have you sort of, have you managed to incorporate that nostalgia thing or you find that it yeah. comes out in the business best, best job in the world hey <laughs> like it is the best job in the world the kid you know just all the kids faces and like you know he wants an ice cream because he's jumping up and down well, I had one woman come out the other day she goes can you just wait here I've left my baby in the high chair I'll just go get him because <laughs> you knew that lady was wanting an ice cream but um no it's it's been really good and you know being part of creating those memories and being part of the events and that in town and around the region yeah. It's been really good. And talking about events, you know, we'd have to share some um, some of the information, but the highlight that is Food Truck Friday. So for the, the people who don't know what Food Truck Friday is, can you just explain yeah. a little bit about that? So um, Food Truck Friday, like all good ideas, was born in the pub. Scrubber and I had gone out for breakfast and it turned out that the kids were in the playroom, but of course they don't want to be in the playroom by themselves, so one of you go with them. And so I ate breakfast by myself and then Scrubber came out and ate his breakfast by himself and I'm thinking there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, and then I thought, you know, what about something that, you know, you park up kind of like the Each Street in Brisbane. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Oh, yep. phenomenal, hey. Um, so, yeah, I just thought we could do this. We could do this. The Big Rig is a great venue, you know, with the playground and everything there. It's got power. Um, I was also chatting to our mechanic and he said, Amber, you can't run this bus every weekend and I'm like oh well maybe this maybe this might be a way to you know be a bit innovative and pull up and yeah do a few things do something different every month so we've had yeah we've had singers out there performers um community groups they all you know so I went to council and council approved to close the car park once a month and yeah we just hit the ground running I think you know the first time people sold out of food it was massive people were just walking over and we get about 450 each each month to come out and have a bit of different food so we do like choc dip cheesecakes and you know rolled in tim tams or maltesers or waffles or self-sourcing puddings and that and um yeah no it's just been really good and yeah hope to continue I think I need some of that sugar. Sugar hit sounds sounds good. Um, so, looking at um, a food truck Friday, and obviously the events in the region uh, have been affected mm. by COVID nineteen, the, the coronavirus pandemic. So, how has that affected? Um, has it affected Bessie's ice cream bus? Yeah, definitely. Uh, just for the last month, our sales have dropped fifty percent. Even though there's more people at home, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. We've always tried to keep our pricing structure affordable for families because it is expensive having. Families families um but yeah it's the street runs will cover our costs um to date i don't think or know if we're eligible for anything any kind of assistance um so we're just really hitting the street runs and trying to do different things like adding different toppings um tomorrow we're doing a dress-up run because the kids 
it's the best thing about being in small business, isn't it? Like you see an opportunity and you think, maybe I could do something. So the kids get in the car with me. They stay in the car while I run into the shops probably a naughty but it's also naughty taking them into the shops at the moment and you know then they go home it's really boring all the parks are shut and you know um so I thought why not do a dress up run decorate your front fence and I'll give you a prize um we've got party bags we're just going to hand out to any kid that's dressed up tomorrow on our street run and just have a bit of fun with it too so sort of pivoting and getting the whole community behind it and yeah. like you, I guess that's the thing at the moment as, as hard as it is for a lot of businesses um you know with with any impact you sort of have to, uh, I guess, pivot and look at the opportunities mm. and, and see what else is it out there and how to be able to do business differently. Uh, have you managed to utilise social media at all with, with some of this to help? I know a lot of businesses are going down that route and looking at online mm. stuff and that, but obviously, you know, you can't sell ice cream on, online. It probably doesn't work that well. But have you managed to be able to incorporate some of that into what is uh, COVID-19 with the social distancing requirements and mm, that? Yeah, no, we social media is our only platform form we advertise on we don't do paper we don't have a website and I find that it's very good because in like a rural community people want their neighbour their friends to know when you're in town like we drive to Mitchell and our post in Mitchell is shared at least 20 to 30 times because everyone in Mitchell wants you to know that you're in town kind of thing um, so I suppose the only thing we've done out of that um, with regards to COVID is just getting the message across that we're still here we're still you know trading um, yep and looking forward to seeing is on the other side mm. so what I guess one of the other highlights I know that you shared with me was the uh, rural women's uh, funding and program are you able to, to, to share a bit about uh, I guess what is that and, and one what was some of the benefits yeah. that you got out of it rural women um, was discovered by rebel black and she the regional australia bank actually fund um 10 sponsorships through the to each region and you apply for this and it works out to be about twenty twenty five thousand dollars worth of business funding for women in rural communities and it's called the seed program so every you're part of the seed program which opens you up to an online community and they do a zoom every week with different um speakers for the month um, really, really good, like pricing for profit, takes you through, you know, your pricing structure. Another good thing about it, um, you know, just looking at your books and how you do business and, you know, if it takes you two hours to do the ironing, outsource it and put that two hours into your business where you're actually going to get that money. So I've got a 90 lady, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy <laughs> Helps about. Out with. Oh, yeah. Um, she's brilliant. Thanks, Mrs. Calligan. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it was really good. And I think if you're going to start a business, there is a lot of avenues out there that you can, like, BEP program and, yeah, rural women and just, yeah, ask the question. And has that sort of, uh, I guess, set you up a little bit? You know, if we cast our mind to the future, having that, um, I guess, some of that upskilling and training mm. and background, has that, has that sort of helped a little bit with, with sort of, I guess, looking at some of the strategic direction you might take your business and being able to think about how to take those plans into action, I guess, mm. and, and make them happen? Yep. The best thing I took out of it, because I hate sales, I, I really don't like asking people for their business, but um, the way that Rebel did deliver this course herself, she goes well if you can arrive at a no quicker than you know some people just hold on and say oh not this month maybe next month I'll see like if they just tell you no straight up you're like okay now I can move on to target my target customer or my target base yeah. because I know like it's a no flat out no so yeah no it was it's been really good and you know, without I guess releasing any of Bessie's wonderful trade secrets like uh, Colonel Sanders um, 
herbs and spices. What 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 might be some of the things uh, you know that that might be on the horizon for Bessie's ice cream bus? Oh. I'd like to get in to do a few more like um, dessert runs or, you know, maybe even brekkie runs and I would like to pick food truck up and take it around the region at some given point when this is all over. Um, and probably an upgrade would be nice, like Bessie's hot, she's got no air con or cruise control and, yeah, she's old, she's a beast. N- need to keep uh, Mr Whippy and the ice cream yeah. lady cool while they're, while they're serving the community? It would certainly help. No, so we kind of look at it as our retirement plan, like, you know, it's something that we can, you know, in the future, 20 years down the line when the kids left, it's something we can do. Like, yeah. yeah. So uh, one thing we love to do on Your Country Business is uh, offer some advice with with our guests to other people that might be looking at going on the journey of setting up a business out in the bush or leaders of organisations and, and transferring some of that knowledge and experience to other people. So as a business owner um, running a business out in the bush, what would be a, a piece of advice or even a few pieces of, of advice that you'd give someone who might be either looking at going on that journey or could already be in the journey, uh, you know, established in business for a few years, what would be what would be a takeaway that you'd like to impart? Yeah, I think I think you, anything you do, you've got to do well and just give it a red hot crack. Like when we first got into business, I was reading up that you know twenty percent of businesses, small business, fail in the first year, and then by year five, fifty percent. Like yeah. Um, they're massive figures and with pretty harsh statistics when you're looking at it when you're starting up yeah and you know you're sinking money in more than you're taking out so i think you've just got to yeah just really buckle down and give it a red hot crack um kind of be okay that you're not going to probably make profit in the first or second year you're probably going to bleed it but also have that capital behind you just so you can for the you know the low times and and the high just to get you through and then you're established and you get those bookings those rebookings for events where you make that contact and yeah it seems to flow or it was prior to (laughs) and i think one of the other things that you mentioned uh is is taking advantage of the you know funding and and programs that are out there as well is that something you would recommend people to do yeah yeah no the the rural women website is a good place to start also uh roma commerce if you're around roma or any chamber of commerce seem to be good advocates on your behalf and and a really good like sounding board too um knowing what's happening in the region especially in events where you're looking to get in yeah, and I recently attended a business roadshow that was held out in Roma here, and there's definitely no shortage of uh, you know funding and grants and programs out there. I think the tricky thing is is just you know matching people up yeah. and understanding what is out there and how you can get in contact with it. Yeah, knowing where to start, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So look, Amber, what, uh, thanks very much for being on the show, but I'd love to give uh, you a chance to uh, pitch Bessie's uh, ice cream bus. So. Tell us where, what uh, Bessie Ice Cream's bus is all about and where we can find more information if we want to go and uh, grab a nice cold ice cream on a, on a hot day or even a, a, a pancake or, a, or something on a cold winter's morning. <laughs> Thank you. So an event without Bessie is just a gathering. So we can um, tailor our products to meet your needs We're with weddings or keeping your spectators cool at events or even children's parties. Um, happy to pitch in, lend a hand, make it a memorable event. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Bessie's Ice Cream Bus. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for being part of your country business, Amber, and uh, look forward to the uh, ice cream uh, music that uh, sounds is going through the street, and I'll uh, try and get the kids out with uh, with their money and line up and, and grab some of it and deal with yep. the sugar high afterwards. It's great. Uh, look, thanks very much for being on the show. Um, thank you. Thank you.